0: Maybe you're at a loss for meaningful, life-giving words these days.
1: Not information or arguments or agendas, but wonder and hope that meet your empathetic and curious faith with a fresh word.
0: We are a guild of pastors always rooted in ancient text, but friendly to laughter, art, sarcasm, and a bit of sacrilege.
2: Wander with us while our perspectives, our attitudes, and our faith are altered for a new generation of being the Church.
0: We are Altar Guild.
2: We are Altar Guild.
0: We are Altar Guild.
2: We are Altar Guild. Guild.
1: Advent points us toward the news of Christmas with the help of prophets, who remember the past for the sake of the present and the future. It's hard to hear the Old Testament prophets without thinking of them as Jesus' fortune tellers. But in Isaiah chapters five and 64, the prophet is keenly present in the circumstances of his time. Prophets watch and listen to the now while remembering where they've already been. In this liminal and patient space, prophets can uncover something timeless, a word about what's already and always true. Here's Matt with a word about that kind of remembering.
0: A friend once asked me to tell her a story that says something about who I am. I remember thinking through slides of memories, slipping in and out of focus. I thought of story after story after story in a matter of seconds. Some meant nothing, others meant everything. Some I couldn't even bear sharing. I could make her laugh or cry or ponder. I told this one. When I was a little boy, we had an old chicken coop in the backyard. And on warm summer nights, my dad would take me up onto the roof of the chicken coop. We would get cold root beer from the cellar under the house and drink it under the stars. One night, I asked him what divorce meant. He looked into my eyes and said, Maddie, you'll never have to worry about that. A few years later, I did. This season of year, we spend a lot of time in memory. Remembering the story of Uncle Jim almost burning the house down with a turkey fryer. Remembering the smell of Aunt Mabel's perfume thick in the overheated nursing home foyer. Remembering the lights on the Christmas tree in the house we grew up in. Remembering the father or mother or sister or spouse who won't be at Christmas this year. Of course, our memories aren't what they should be. They swirl and change and develop over time, changing perspective and meaning and feeling. Oddly enough, the Bible is a book of memory, and so the Christmas story is a story of memory. If you grew up in a church like I did, you probably heard about the prophets predicting the coming of a messiah, proving their piety through accurate visions, pointing directly to Jesus, who would come to change everything for the better. But they're a lot more human than that, a lot more messy than that. Prophets remember a past in order to make sense of their present and imagine a future.
2: Let me sing for my beloved a love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it, and cleared it of stones, and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it, and he hewed out a wine vat in it. He expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, And the people of Judah are his pleasant planting. He expected justice, but saw bloodshed. Righteousness, but heard a cry.
0: In a time of present pain, political, economic, familial, personal, the prophet does not offer warm fuzzies or cheap cliche. The Prophet leans in, intensifies the pain and chaos and frustration, and uses memory as her tool. Experience of the present and awareness of the past give the Prophet tools to be God's assistant in naming injustice, fear, oppression, and suffering in the world. As the late great rabbi and civil rights activist, Abraham Joshua Heschel writes, The prophet must have been shattered by some cataclysmic experience in order to be able to shatter others. And in such the prophet is not a mere mouthpiece, but a person, not an instrument, but a partner, an associate with God.
2: Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, so that the mountains would quake at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect... You came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you, who works for those who wait for him.
0: It is memory that gives vitality to the words of the prophet. Memory of great deeds, memory of salvation, memory of safety and comfort. And home. The prophet reaches for pyrotechnics not to prove the message, but to demand God's justice. As readers, we expect the power in awesome deeds of the Lord, but the prophet's words carry this weight not in narrative or description, but in memory, fragile, breakable, weak memory. Memory makes promise possible. Not a memory that has erased the sticky bits. Not a memory that waxes nostalgic about the way things used to be. But a memory that makes promise possible because it allows for the chaos to have its moment and live. Memories are weak. They're fragile. Words are weak. Promises are breakable and weak. But it is only in this weakness and vulnerability that our eyes can be turned to the vision of divinity. Heschel again, indeed the main task of prophetic thinking is to bring the world into divine focus. When I was a little boy, we had an old chicken coop in the backyard. And on warm summer nights, my dad would take me up onto the roof of the chicken coop. We would get cold root beer from the cellar under the house and drink it under the stars. One night, I asked him what divorce meant. He looked into my eyes and said, Maddie, you'll never have to worry about that. A few years later, I did. I tell this story, and I live this story, because I strive to not repeat the sins of my father, even as I stumble and trip and fall into my own. Memory provides an avenue for hope, but it is only through the sticky bits, the messy parts, the skeletons that we show no one, that we can catch a glimpse of divinity born in our weakness.
2: For a child has been born to us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace.
0: Prophets remember a past in order to make sense of their present and imagine a future the prophet makes a choice to use her story to envision and enact a radically different future through the fragile and vulnerable possibility of promise. A promise that cannot be contained in one body or one story or one people or one class. A promise that breaks chains and barriers and divisions. A promise that brings the dead to life creates where there was only destruction. An impossible, weak, weary dream of a promise whose future is made probable only by our memory of the past. The prophetic choice and the prophetic voice are available for each of us. To resist the pull of nostalgia and the ache of returning to the way things used to be, to tell the honest truth about the sticky bits, to confront our history of self-preservation and violence and dominance and fear and me-centricity, and to imagine and wonder and hope and dream and pray that impossible, weak, fragile promise might just break in and change our world.
1: Alter Guild is hosted by Meta Herrick Carlson, Matthew Ian Fleming, Miriam Samuelson-Roberts, and Derek Tronsgaard, with edits by Matt and Derek. Today's episode was written by Matthew Ian Fleming, with music by Dotted Lines, Matt Wigton, Glenn Campagna, and Aaron Sprinkle. You can visit our website at alterguild.org, that's A-L-T-E-R, and find us on Twitter and Facebook at Alterguild. To listen to more episodes or subscribe, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else fine podcasts are sold. And if you like what we're doing, please leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in tomorrow for our next episode. In the meantime, go in peace, listen, love, serve, and alter.